Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Now, let's cue the music. (laughs) What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And we are coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We're live over on Crowdcast. We're live over on YouTube. Or maybe you're listening to this later on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Podcast.ly. Oh, uh, this is good. Um, the radio. <laughs> the radio. Your couch. It's just emanating from your couch. I don't know, man. I don't know. Wherever you live is into it. It's all good. We're very excited that you're here. Very excited you're tuning in. Justin. I like the idea that you covered not having Pete say his name with just listing more podcast apps the way we are on. Because that's that's business right there. That's Pete, Pete of right course. There. Pete, of course, on his Pete Springer uh, for the mm-hmm. his yearly trip where he goes and discovers himself. Uh, worried about it. We don't know what man we're going to come back with, um, and we will see soon. Very yeah. soon. I'll tell you, we he finally texted, and he was like, hey, have a good show, guys. Going to be back late tonight. And I immediately did what anybody would do to somebody who's had a relaxing time for the past couple of weeks is email them several dates to schedule podcasts, yes, which I'm sure uh, Pete was like, ah, nice. Chill. That's the Alex I know. My man. <laughs> my man loves to sketch. Yeah. The other thing my man loves is drinks. Drinks. Loves to have drinks. drinks. Or more specifically, I love the drinks that Brett Macris, our official CBC mm-hmm. chef, likes to curate from us. He has gone back to curating drinks from the Gotham City Cocktail Book. And yes. today's drink, which I think is very good. I'm very excited about this one. is called The Enduring Flame. Now, I so this is made with orange bitters. I used blood orange bitters. I had those around. Ooh, I mixed blood. Beer. I mixed blood with my orange bitters because that's I go Same hard, deal. son. Hey, happy Halloween! Four orange peels, two ounces vodka, one ounce Grand Classico bitter liqueur, and an ounce of dry vermouth. The thing that I was a little confused about, and maybe we do need to ask Brett about this, is part of the instructions are you take the orange peel over the glass, use a match to light the oils and place the peel in the glass. I rubbed an orange peel over a batch. No. No? I, I can tell you this, and uh, Brett is also saying this um, in the comments, but uh, as, a, as a former bartender, um, you when you ignite the spray, of it's like you hold the, you squeeze the rind and you ignite the spray, it'll burst into a little flame, very cool presentationally. 
Oh. And it'll change the flavor of the the oils coming out of the orange peel. So it has this like sort of almost burnt orange uh, flavoring to it. It's really So wait, good. when you're saying the rind, how much, uh, not to get too of the weeds here, but how much- No, this is a cocktail <laughs> podcast and it always has been. So I I have these orange peels here, right? That I cut yep. like normal uh, orange peels. I'm setting them on fire or no? You, no, you don't light the actual peel itself on fire. You cut them a little thick. So you're getting a little okay. bit more of the white. Okay. So you have a little bit of uh, sort of tension in the peel so you can squeeze it. And the or it's like popping uh, a pimple. I'm sorry to associate that with the drink we're having. Uh, but you squeeze no, it I a little bit. I always pop a good, nice, good pimple in my drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, you squeeze it so it sort of bursts the oil out into the air, and if you have a flame in front of it, it will ignite because you're aerosoling, uh, aerosolizing this oil. Um, I used to do a cocktail um, that we would do it over. It was like I forget what it was. It was like a port wine cocktail with burnt orange zest over top of it. Mm. All right, I'll have to try this one again. It's still pretty good, though. I gotta say. Did you make an augmented yes. version or what did you do? Of course. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, I have a grapefruit infused vodka that I make um, and Ooh. I use that here to give it a little bit of extra um, bitter orange burst. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I squirted. I flamed. Um, gave it the eternal flame. I do really like it. I'm always up for a good bitter drink. So, And you just lit your finger on fire while you were making it, right? Yeah, I mean, we're doing this on video. There's nothing below here. Nothing below yeah. my nips going on at this point. Just uh, just fire. That, uh, just thank you for establishing the Maginot line of your body as the nips. <laughs> nothing below my nips is what Alex always says. <laughs> you, when you Donald Duck it, you start at the nips. And I appreciate it. You're a half-shirt man uh, now and forever. Yeah, crop tops, can't lose. I'll come up with something catchier by the end of the show. So yeah. That was from Friday Night Lights, right? <laughs> crop tops, can't Full lose. Full eyes, crop tops, can't lose. Coach, say something inspiring. Crop tops, oh. can't lose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that if you were a football coach for a um, hard scrabble uh, Texas high school team, I'd be mm. like, that's what you would say. Yeah, absolutely. Now, another thing to, to talk about, last week on the show, when you guys weren't here, we prompted folks to leave us some comments on iTunes, specifically asking us a question there and that we'd answer something in the show. Um, we didn't get one with a question, but I do want to read a new iTunes comment, which is very nice. Ooh. So not to plus us up too much right here at the top of the show. But this is from Blue Rion 1980 I love this podcast and wish it was twice as long. Alex is a great host, but more importantly... A great straight man for Justin and Pete, who are hilarious when they bicker. It might be the podcast that gets the most genuine laughs out of me. Also, they will keep you up to date on all the hot comics and review some smaller indie stuff. They have definitely turned me on to some books I might not have even known existed if I hadn't bought it, if they hadn't brought it to my attention. Definitely recommend Blue Rien 1980. Thank you so much for the comment. Now, uh, for all of you out there, like I said before, Leave us a comment on iTunes. We have an audience question section in the show every single week. Leave us a question there, and we will read your question here in the show. We would love to have you do that. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Please leave the comment. And honestly, when you do it, how about this, Alex? I'm going to throw yeah. this to you live. Ooh, um, live pitch. If you, if live pitch. These are the best. Um, if you throw um, – uh, you could recommend a book in your comment and we will cover it. We will cover it on the show. We will invent a new segment, um, probably replacing Pete's trivia thing that he's <laughs> and uh, do a special review of your commented comic, no matter what it is. Let's do it. It's yeah. time we shake up the format. What kid. if 
they comment with what the if same, good oh, what That's if good what if they comment with the same comic every single time and we end up having to review the same comic 15 times in a row my review will change uh, i'm pretty arbitrary i like it i don't like it yeah i like it i don't like i like it i don't like it. i shoot from the hip when it comes to um journalism and again as always we are journalists um no matter what that our third journalist host I believe actually he's on a journalism retreat is what's actually going on right now. That's right. He's, he's chasing <laughs> out a lead. <laughs> he's, we asked him um, to review a book. He was like, oh, I'll get to the bottom of this. And he's uh, chasing down Dis- Grant Morrison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Disappeared for two weeks. Wild. You know what else is wild? Is he's finding a, his inner Wolverine, which is much a, shorter than you might think. A great YouTube show that's uh, just... As edited and scripted as this one, maybe a little bit more. I'm not 100% sure, but it's called Superhero Diaries. And our two guests this week come from that show. So I am going to welcome them into the stream right now. They are Scott Zakarian, who is the creator of Superhero Diaries, and Don Jeans, who plays Batman. We got Scott here. Scott, welcome. Hello. Excited to have you here. Excited to have you on. What? Where's Pete? Oh man! Oh, wow, really here we go. Know. That's what I—I I thought that was what we did on the show. No, yeah, no, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, while we spirit. wait for Don to yeah. come into the stream here, give us the pitch for the show. Subiro Diaries. Yeah. Not our show. No, we know we you can, don't have to pitch our show. Our show. <laughs> it's we host the best guy who is out on a retreat. Start wow. a show. Okay. Oh. Shots across the bow coming from uh, Scott. By the way, if one of you guys was there, I would say it. You, you know. Of course. No I'm excuses. sure when I wasn't here last oh. week, that's what the, all the hype was. Hello. There's Don. Whoa, look at hey. this. It's bad. Uh, he's got the whole blue screen going. People, feel free to edit whatever you want on there. Oh, There Don's he goes. <laughs> that's, see, here's how you know that he plays Batman is he disappears right in Before, the middle of the universe. I know. We turned around for one second yeah. and off he went. So I'll give you I'll give you the pitch for the show. You tell me if it's right. It's basically a scripted show involving superheroes, both from the DC and the Marvel Universe, who interact in a very mockumentary style. Uh, and none of them are specifically the characters that's supposed to be, though some of the costumes may look very familiar. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean it's all they're all it's parody. So Don plays Batman. <laughs> we don't. We don't go. We just basically. And Don is a neurotic, emotionally disturbed because of his breakup with Catwoman kind of Batman. So there's there's all the love triangles you expect from good drama, and none of it's actually um, serious. It's all absurd. The things we do. You know, I don't know if you guys saw the, the Don's nightmare, Batman's nightmare. Yeah. Uh, for example, yeah. you know, I mean, that doesn't happen every day. Well, so talk about the impetus for this, and and when I, I know you're saying it's parody, but how how do you get around this? How do you get around using the characters, using the costumes, everything? Yeah. So my partner is Robert Benton, right? And he is amongst he's a lawyer, and is among those things is, is um, uh, contract and uh, copyrights. So he knows the rules hard. That's the way. So it's it's the same thing as like how does Saturday Night Live do it? You know, I've seen several sketches where they've created their own superhero or these superheroes. It's all parody and satire. If anybody looked at this show and took it seriously, uh, then uh, I can't be political. But I, if I were, you might know what I was going to say. <laughs> well, you guys are journalists too, right? Just like us? 
Yeah, we we actually go to the real superhero's house. Documentary. <laughs> and uh, we're right. Oh, uh, Don, we, we have a trip to uh, Amazon. Look at that. That's great. Uh, well, Don, uh, can you talk about how you came on board as Batman and what your approach to the character is? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, sorry about the glitches. I'm, I'm just an actor. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> that's why he's the policeman. That's right. Well, Scott and I worked together way back on some other projects called Model Ball, Upstairs Guys, Downstairs Girls. And uh, Scott's been doing these webisodes for so long. And he called me one day and he said, hey, man, we're doing something else. Can you do a voiceover for us? And I said, absolutely. Let's do this. And he said, and I was on a, I don't know if you remember, Scott, and I've told this story a little bit. I was on a hike at the time. And he's like, can you do it in an hour? And I was like, let me get home. Let me get home. And yeah, I was like, you yeah, got it, sure. I'll do it. I'll do it. So uh, we did the the voiceover for it. And then Scott said, hey, man, listen, we're going to do this. You're Batman. And I was like, I am so into it. Let's do it. What I didn't expect was to have so much fun doing improv. And a lot of the things at first in the first season were scripted and they were very well done. Um, and then Scott was kind enough to let us do a little improv along the way. And I feel like it's had a great evolution with the se this season two. And where it's at now, I think we we found our rhythm and our pacing, and it's it's going really well. But Don left out one part that I have to mention is that seven years earlier, I had an idea for after Christian Bale flies into the abyss, Batman has to retire and Catwoman's feeding the house. Seven years earlier, I called this guy and said, do you want to play Batman? And the fact that he's still playing Batman, I figure, well, Ben Affleck's older than him. So he was, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, and then I found out that Don, this, very busy working commercial actor, which is why he has that blue screen behind it. Yeah, look at that's a beautiful blue you have it's there. Great. Yeah, so thank you guys. And 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 the reason why is I'll I'll give you a quick tour is because it's this room is set up for the lighting and the sound. And so when I do stuff in here, it's like I got the I got the things on the walls and the oh, lights. Wow. Look at so, this. Let me do this bomb lighting. You know, let me do it. I got I got my blue snowball here ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So we're. I, I hear you. I you look amazing. I'm, kinda, I'm, in the same, I'm in the same situation. I got all of my <laughs> yeah, junk up in oh, here. God. I got yeah. I got other, I got my washing machine over here. Just finished a cycle. Like I, I'm I'm in it too. And, and again, in. not to go back to what we were talking about at the top of the show, I can't actually move this around because I don't have anything below this. Again, point. below it's the just, I exist in here I, and that's below it. the nips. I, I do have a comment on your question before, if I may. Oh, Don, you're talking. Sorry, we always do that to each other. On your question before, the other thing that we're there for is to make fun of pop culture without being political, especially the multiverse. Because the multiverse is, is I, I guess, anything can happen now in comic book world. So we think this it's is true. a really fun time to help promote it. And so this is, we're calling next season the multiverse of the multiverses. <laughs> <laughs> have you been it sounds like you've been shooting this during covid over the yeah. past year and a half or so what has that experience been like fun i bet <laughs> i mean i mean yes fun sure. uh, it's frustrating when you have to have um actors who didn't go to school for this have to i mean don don's a very busy uh Commercial actor, by the way, he's also the Budweiser man. We can talk about that later. But yeah. he's a. Uh, yeah, you, 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 I'll sell too much. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. See, that's what happened. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I'd love to grab an ice cold Bud uh, from the from the Bud Light Night. 
Oh uh, no! I that was the that was the uh, 2013 through uh, 15 Budweiser Super Bowl commercials with the yes. puppies and the Clydes. Oh, okay. I was a moving prop. They were very nice to let me just kind of stand there, and they were like, "Do this," and I was like, "Oh, okay." And it it went somewhere because of the the wonderful direction and uh, and people. But you were saying, Scott, <laughs> directing actors from afar, and I have to before he gets into it, kudos to Scott for directing actors in different time zones with different setups and getting all the footage together and making it work. The question is, did, it, did we make it work? See, sometimes I, first of all, Don's genius. Okay. I'm like, I know he's a serious actor. I know he's funny. He puts on the Batman mask, which I hope you brought with you. It's the most bizarre transition <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Right. So the, you know, right away, I knew we were onto something. And I think we have our original cast, the, the five original cast members were great improv artists. You know, we have Patrick Bristow, who I think is the best improv artist uh, there ever was. And he acted with Don. And I know Don has a lot of reference for, for Patrick Bristow, who's originally Groundling. He's on a show now. And Don's like, I just reacted to Don. And that was it. So it, doing these things were interesting, but the technical <laughs> aspect of it was such a pain in the ass. And trying to mix the sound and, figure, and, and work in green screen, it is easier to go live on location. But I didn't want to wear a mask and die. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's the mask. It's a mask is a dangerous thing, I think. Yeah, uh, I sure. to that. yeah he, he had the wrong place, though. Uh, right. So, Don, was there a specific Batman that you were calling on in particular for your portrayal, or was it kind of your own thing? You know what? I've let the cat out of the bag for this one. Uh, it wasn't a particular Batman. Now, Christian Bale's uh, voice was what I used, you know, because everything he's talking like this. And it's like, you're clearly affecting your voice, but he made it work somehow. It was really good. But my character is more like Ron Burgundy as Batman. Mm -hmm. uh, from from mm. from Anchor Guys, like the Anchor Guys. And like, I'm like, he's, you know, it's a little bit of the original TV series. He's haphazardly getting things done. But this guy's a little bit more of like a misogynist and like has no no business being as confident as he is and then he's also going through like these emotional changes where he's like realizing why he's been so mad for so long fighting crime because in the real world if you were just out there being a vigilante something happened to you something really bad and but he's like this is maybe who's been through a little therapy he's like realizing it and and he's like breaking down and then he's doing things and he's breaking down again so that's kind of where that batman came from if you guys at some point um do you, do you have the mask? Man, you I really want him to wear the mask, Scott. He's so, a lot of yeah. pressure to put on the mask. I'm sorry, I'm taking over your show. I shouldn't do that. That's my problem. No, it's fine. My no, wife. All right, now that Don's gone, else. let's talk about him. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, so, yeah. Scott, while he is gone, I do have a question for you sure. about the second season of the show. So, you've seen pretty explosive growth in terms of the traffic, at least what I can see yeah. on YouTube from season one to right. the recent season two. What do you chalk that up to? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, we did a, we did a lot more promotion. Uh, we did a lot more advertising. We did a lot more uh, social media. We basically just did it. And then we also uh, are able to, at the very top of the video, show action, mm. right? So mm -hmm. the, you got to grip them in the beginning. So I was able to find ways in this thing that it was very hard to do, obviously, with somebody standing around as, as active as Don is, 
you know, we're sitting there in a, you know, size of a box. So we had like a scene where, uh, Bat, excuse me, Batman is, um, having an argument with Catwoman. Don couldn't hear. He's in LA. She's in, uh, no, he's in Texas. She's in LA. They had to be on the same set talking to each other on a rooftop. You know, it, it's interesting, but it takes a hell of a lot of work. And the reason I thought it'd be easier is like every time I watch anything behind the scenes of a Marvel movie, it's just a bunch of guys hanging around in green blocks. Hmm. So. Uh, so let me ask you, obviously there were so many difficulties, but was there anything that, um, that you had to change through COVID that actually felt like, oh, we would have never made that decision and that was really cool or interesting um, that we found that particular thing? Uh, it's, it is doing this and doing our podcast before this, a show called Rideshare is so yeah. interesting is so it, it is, uh, the things that you learn about filmmaking, there's no question. I, if you ask me again, do I want to, if there's another pandemic, God forbid, do I want to go back and do a show like that? No way. <laughs> it's, it's too hard. It's takes too long. The ROI isn't good because you end up spending you know, too much money on the videos. So no, it makes much more sense for us to get out there and shoot it. Like it was a film. We have the best actors. Look, put anything I do aside, Nina Tarr, great comedian in New York and VJ, Phil Lamar, one of the groundlings, also the voice of Green Lantern, you know, yeah. through the whole thing, we had this cast that we went sag too. I think that makes a difference. Um, yeah. If I, we didn't go, we didn't do the same things in some other projects in the shows. You know, um, and I would half the cast would not have done it if it wasn't safe. Yeah, uh, Don, not to pimp you out. Do you have the Batman mask handy? I now? do. I do. Oh, okay. You wanna, may we, you may we see you in the Batman mask? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, it's hey. not the mask. Oh, it's what is the it? Next <laughs> what is it? The yeah, cod piece. May uh, we see you in the cod piece? <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, there, there we go. That is a pretty good Batman. What are we calling it? What are we allowed to call it, Scott? Head. Yeah, uh, it's a parody. It's, it's a good head. Homage. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So do you feel like, Don, yeah, when you, you put that on, does that... Taken out? Huh? <laughs> does that immediately prompt the voice? Like, is it impossible to put on the mask without suddenly being like, I'm Batman? I, I cannot come out of character while I have a mask. I can't do it. It's impossible. I like that the mask with the shirt looks like you're about to just go hard at nine holes right now, and I appreciate um, <laughs> this, Batman. This, this is Batman golfing, all yeah. right? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go have, like, 15 brewskis. We're going to hit on the cart girls, and we're going to slam some holes. Mm -hmm. Take that as you will. Oh, I, That's what okay. I'm saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. these guys are drunk already. Yes, pretty much. Uh, oh, great. This, <laughs> yeah. Nobody told us that we, were, we were supposed to bring out all these Yeah, I got it. Anyway. <laughs> How do you think I stay up all night? Huh? Probably morose about the death is your parents. I would say that's probably the reason. Oh, I'm just going to throw uh, that. Alex, out. don't. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. I didn't mean to bring it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, far be it from me to numb the pain of the tragic, tragic death of my my parents with with chemicals. You guys are something else. Sorry, you know? Batman. To be fair, Batman, Alex brings that up. Alex brings that up with everybody. It's mm -hmm. not. He's every just guessing. Guess. Every, every guess. guess. He's just guessing that you might. This is have. the first time it's hit. 
Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. You it's got really... a lot of orphans. You have a lot of orphans on, do you? Yeah, it, yeah. This actually started as a podcast to try to track down orphans, and then eventually morphed into a comic book podcast. Track down <laughs> orphans, he says. Well, then, okay. Then kudos to you because you nailed it. Yeah, you absolutely nailed it. Yeah, just angry orphans all day. Just, just a just a line of angry orphans lined up for a podcast. That like was the Edward. original idea for Annie, actually. <laughs> was it? Yeah, a line of angry orphans. Wait. Oh, I thought you were saying Annie started as a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then was, they started singing. Blue Apron will come out tomorrow. <laughs> They're our sponsor on this podcast tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Funny story. We'll make it our own. So- backstage, and she was like, I'm just an actress. And I was like, you don't even want this. I kicked her straight in the gut and ran out. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. wow, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. you're more on the daddy warm-up side. Yeah, uh, yeah, Scott. Yeah, take off the goddamn mask. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. So who's great. the Thanks, who's man. Edward here? He's pretty funny. Edward's like, uh, where did Don go? No. <laughs> Uh, we have some great audience members. Uh, yeah. Scott, I did want to ask you, so you are teasing up the multiverse for season three. Where are you on that at this point, production-wise? Not to put too much pressure. In development. Right now, development, trying to figure out. We want to get some fun stun casting. Uh, this is the season. It's sort of a takeoff also on uh, on when Superman is missing and he comes back. Mm-hmm. So this is And then in the Zack Snyder version... Mm. Maybe Batman is the villain in next season. That was mm. the uh, so we're, that's what we're developing. He's going to first. He's got to reveal a secret identity, which he's going to do in an episode. So Ooh. all right, Don's going cool. cool. And people can check it all out at Superhero Diaries. Is YouTube the best place? Are there other places to check it out? YouTube's best place, but just SuperheroDiaries.com will get you there. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, right now every episode is up for the season, so it's just ready for a binge, starting with the Phil Mar episode. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Awesome. Don, I'm definitely going to Photoshop you into a bunch of weird stuff. So thank you for being on that blue screen. Yeah. Uh, but... Great backgrounds <laughs> Thanks, possible guys. here. Gonna... Uh, but thank you guys really so much. Have it. a good night. Thank you. We'll be watching. All right. Later, guys. All right. There we go. Once again, that was Scott Sakarian and Don Jeans from Superhero Diaries, which, as they mentioned, you can check out on YouTube or go to SuperheroDiaries.com. That's awesome. And folks, we are going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. Oh, yes. And for audience questions, you can ask your questions one of three ways. The first way, as mentioned earlier, leave a comment on iTunes. I will answer a question question there. Can't do that today because that hasn't happened yet. But ask a question over on Crowdcast. I see a couple of those coming up already. Or if you're watching on YouTube, drop a question in the comments. We'll answer it. It can be about absolutely anything. But before we do, Justin, it is time to turn it over to this week's sponsor. Yes, let's do. Uh, And just as you're coming up with the questions, remember, we already covered the question, where's Pete? So you don't (laughs) need to ask that particular question uh, again. But I'll tell you what, I have a question. Are you yes. having a pube problem? Um, uh, well, what do you mean? I have them, and that's a What, solution. would you like to not have them? In some areas, yes. Okay, well, then you might want to turn to this week's sponsor, which is Manscaped, 
the new Lawnmower yeah. 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0, which yes. is a whole pack of things from Manscaped. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Because uh, if you want to solve your pubelum, you want to turn to Manscaped. Pubelum. Uh, <laughs> did you? I, was that in the script or did you just come up with that? <laughs> nope, that was something I just said. Oh, that's really good. But uh, I'll tell you what, the beauty of uh, doing this show is when I say it, it becomes the script. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> So the Performance Package 4.0 comes with a bunch of different things that you can check out. The Lawnmower 4.0 that we've talked about lots of times. It's got lots of bells and whistles to help you keep all neat down there. But you're also going to get the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your all of those things in there. Now, do you all think those all those things? Do you think Pete packed them all on his travel bag for his Pete Springer? Well, that's uh, he got that travel pack, and he that prompted this trip. Like this was mm-hmm. a a manscape uh, manscapation manscape. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's he's escaping himself across America, is what I heard. Going to different cities, visiting sites, and manscaping himself. There's going to so, be a lot of shots of Pete scaping in front of um, <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Pete scaping right. in the front Saint of that Louis big Arch. Yeah. Uh, so that's what you wanted us to do, right, Manscaped? <laughs> Send you those photos. Email yeah. you those photos. We'll post them on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Um, my favorite one, I got to say, is uh, the picture of him on the Golden Scape Bridge. <laughs> Recently renamed and rechristened by Pila Page. So, as mentioned, it comes with all of these things. The Lawnmower 4.0 is a fourth generation trimmer. It's got advanced skin safe technology, 7,000 RPM motor. But the Weed Whacker is also pretty cool 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 motor. degree rotary dual blade system. You could stick it up your nose and get it nice and clean. Safely. <laughs> uh, but what it comes down to is get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond your space balls will thank you <laughs> that's that's what we say no no we're not allowed to not read that even if we yep riff other doesn't quite Makes sense in some ways, <laughs> but what does make sense is manscaped.com and traveling yes. around our great nation, manscaping all the while. Yes, America. Uh, there you go, <laughs> <laughs> Fritz out for a second. There, uh, great. Yo, we got a couple of we got a America, couple of questions. Honestly, Alex, America, there you go, is basically the <laughs> motto of our nation. So I appreciate it as something. What's needs. happening? No, we're not yeah. sure. <laughs> All right, let's get to some questions here. This is from Edward Doherty. What is the meanest thing telepaths on superhero teams like Professor X and the Martian Manhunter have overheard about themselves? Ooh, wow. This is a real uh, drama-based question. It is it is interesting to think about how... I mean, Professor X is a jerk, right? But he's pretty... I mean, we're saying that as if that I feel like we've taken on Pete's opinion on Professor X. I don't yeah. think he's a jerk per se. I think he has now styled himself as a person who is beyond smaller the, all of his friends, basically. Right. He he's doesn't care a about human his lollipop, anymore. which is the height of nope. evolution. Again, that's that's what Pete is says. No. And you become the Pete. What I am saying though is that Telepaths like them are often depicted as very reserved, very interior, very like, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to think about this. Are there any telepaths that are just 
super Petty. pissed off all the time and are like, you said that about me? You said that about me? Uh, I mean, I think maybe that's something you go through as an, at an early phase. But mm-hmm. um, I got to think there's a lot of uh, like Martian Manhunter has got to be get, getting it coming and going. You know, because he's everyone's like, oh, Martian Manhunter, he's from Mars. Like, yeah, I feel like they're thinking like, green. oh, green guy. Yeah, like, they don't know quite how he works. And they're like, why put a shirt on? Like, why are you wearing the border that, says that Emma Frost for sure. I think, yes, of course, she's always lashing out at people, so she's definitely listening. Um, yeah, or they could just uh, go and do a podcast and say it to each other's face. Let's That's what we do. Go over to Kevin, who says, what's something you actively resisted that regretted not getting into sooner? My goodness. Oh, this feels like Very a question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Actively so resisted, resisted but regret regretted not getting into. Huh. Um, I mean, I don't know how much I actively resist. Doctor Who is something I actively, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, resisted. And I got to say, the episodes I've watched of Doctor Who, I'm like, oh, I don't quite know what's happening here. And I would. I would know that. If you, it really starts to heat up around episode 500. So you yeah. got to kind of like stick through that and then you're going to get it. Good. Good. Perfect way to spend my week when. Man, the thing, I, there's something that's on the tip of my tongue here, and I'm not remembering what it was. I think there are things in comics, like, we've talked about this a lot on the show, but things like The Punisher that it's just, I don't like, and I'm not into, and I'm not interested in, but every once in a while I'll read something and go, oh, this is a really good run on this book. So even if I don't like right. the character, I really do like what the creative team is doing, and that sucks me in in a certain way. Uh, that's good. Um, a quick comment from Eduardo. Uh, I think Justin might have made fun of Pete for hyping up Headlopper at first, but then really liked it. That's fair. I may have made fun of Pete for liking a comic book called Headlopper because it's the most Pete-titled comic book of all time. But I do love Headlopper, and I think it's a great book. I'm the number one uh, fan of Headlopper on this podcast. Yeah. And Jolene over here says, where do I get into Doctor Who is like, how do I get into comics? That's correct. You start with Watchmen. That's the first thing that you have. <laughs> wow. wow. Blankets. Uh, start with moving blanket. over to Stray Bullet. If you could make Pete like any. Well, this is all about Pete, you guys. Come on. He's not here. This is being Justin's time. Yeah, if you could make... get a personal with us. <laughs> if you could make Pete like any comic and he was powerless against liking it, what comic would you want Pete to like? 100% Spider-Man. Just that is the one mm. that breaks my brain. Like X-Men, it's fine. I understand it is not for everybody right now. I can let that pass by. Other things that he's been sitting on for 10 years or more, it's fine. But the Spider-Man thing is like, get past it. There have been yeah. enough stories at this point that have been good that you don't need to hold on to this one grudge from over a decade ago at this point. So that would be me. Uh, that's a good point. I think I would I would flip the question and answer it in the opposite way. I would say one comic that I think Pete could take a break from to expand his horizons would be The Punisher. Because I Punish, The Punisher of – there have obviously been a lot of great creators on The Punisher, but I do think those stories always follow a very similar track. Mm-hmm. So I think taking a break from that I think can only get you out of that cycle. Yeah. 
Let's move over to YouTube for another question here. This is from Nelson Martinez. Are you guys excited for the new episode of Stargirl? I recall Alex having the interview with Mikey and him hyping up episode six. And after the last episode, I can see why. What do you expect? Thoughts on season overall? Well, I'll mention our Stargirl podcast will be going up at 9 p.m. tonight where you and I will be recapping that. Yes. So we got to so. get on that. We got to wrap up this show. We so should we do can... that. Mm-hmm. We should do that. We can, we can just record it to another microphone over here. Yeah, we'll just do uh, it over here. We'll something. do both. We'll do it with our little side mouths. Yep. Good one, Mikey. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I, I think the season has yeah. been good. Like, I feel like this show goes back and forth from some of the, um, the CW shows, uh, like cheesiness to some really like, sort of hardcore comic book darkness and that tone i sort of like the way it flips back and forth so um uh, i like the way the season i feel like we're getting toward the more intense uh, mm-hmm. plot points i'm liking them yeah it definitely feels like it's been ramping up as it's going it hasn't been quite as intense out of the gate as the first season but i do feel like it's been getting better every episode as we've been watching it i'm excited to see where it goes in the second half of the season um and yeah, I, th- I think it would be cool. It's a fun, It's like you're saying, it's a different show than the other Hourverse shows. It has a different tone to it. It feels yeah. purposely more 80s, early 90s movie. And that's fun. I like it. It's good stuff. If you're not watching it, check it out. Also check out Star Guys, our Stargirl podcast, if you haven't done that. Yeah. I this hope the from- episode tonight has a decidedly 80s tone to it. I guess we'll find out when we watch it live here on this podcast or whatever we're doing. This is from Jolene. Uh, Edward Doherty says, longest hour quarter ever. Guess what? Considering DC Comics has had like a multiverse of multiverses now and even before, do you think they will ever try and create comic book versions of some of the hourverse shows like Sarah Lance, Alex Danvers, and Thea Queen? Sarah confused to be the most because it would, I would think a pansexual time-traveling misfit Seems like something easily translatable to comics. Um, I definitely agree. Uh, they moved uh, Felicity Smoke. Felicity Smoke, they changed her character so that she was a lot more like the Hourverse version. And at different times, they've certainly given Oliver Queen beards that kind of look like his TV Cooler beard. beards. Yeah, it's about as close as they come. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the TV version. He just has like, you know, sort of a close crop beard. A, a human beard as opposed to the the goofy actual Green Arrow beard. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I feel like it is funny to me that DC doesn't do more to adhere to the Arrowverse, something that is very popular when the Marvel, the MCU sort of back backs into the comic books a lot with a lot of their projects, if nothing else than just featuring those characters much more when the show or movie is coming out. So it's strange, and I just feels like I feel like it's a mismanagement of of what they're doing. Well, particularly to the point that you're saying, given that there are so many different universes in the DC universe, they could legit have earth 36 or whatever it is, is the Hourverse earth. So it doesn't necessarily impact Alex. That uh, earth is very important. That's the one where um, Batman has a different, he wears a hat. Oh, and it's yeah, really like important that we preserve. Yeah, he wears a fedora, and it's important mm-hmm. that Earth thirty six continues on as the fedora verse. Well, I remember back in the nineteen thirties when I was reading the fedora verse, and it just mm. really meant a lot to me. Um, they just straight up killed people with guns all the time, and that's the way it should be. Uh, well, okay, um, yep. great, uh, great takes. Um, 
I mean, truly, having a full-on arrow corner verse, I think, uh, would make a lot of sense. Where it's not even Green Arrow isn't there; it's just Pete getting to talk about um, his in comic book on, form. In comic book, twenty form. pages of Pete talking about Arrow. I'll go pitch it by. Well, I was about to say dead to Dio. You know what? I will pitch it by dead. You're a couple <laughs> years old on that. Uh, but let me say, it's ironic to me that a, a Pete's Arrow Corner comic would be one of the comics Pete would hate the most because it'd be mostly words. <laughs> it's also all zero issues. No, nah, exactly. Uh, oh, I did some weird zooming thing. Um, this is from Eduardo. What is your favorite comic that Pete introduced to the show? Come on, guys. Wow. Come on. Um, favorite comic that Pete introduced to the show? Uh, I mean, Headlopper's up there, I yeah. think. Um, I mean, he's always been the champion of uh, Usagi Ojimbo. Mm-hmm. Um, Murder Falcon, another good like that, But I appreciate that he sticks with it. Yep. <laughs> you could say that about a lot of Pete opinions. Did he introduce Murder Falcon or did we introduce him to Murder Falcon? I don't remember I on that one. I don't remember on that one. Um... Man, no, I don't know. a lot of people giving people, a lot of credit in the comments. He did not introduce us to Lock and Key or, or Ice, Cream, Ice Cream, Man. Man. In fact, Ice Cream Man is almost the opposite of a comic. People would be like, "Yo, you gotta check this out. It's depressing and dark." Yeah, and in fact, uh, <laughs> in fact, most of these comics, I had Petey's like, "Why are you making me read this shit?" And then yes. a week later, he's like, "I love it." I feel like we're getting really trolled in the in this episode, both in the questions and the comments of people uh, really uh, coming for us here um, as if Pete was some sort of uh, originator of uh, a lot of big ideas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, now that they mention it, they're talking about this a lot of the comments. I do remember that back when Pete was a baby, his first words were, Murder Falcon! So mm. that was probably him first. But since yeah. I was his dad and I taught him how to say that, I'm going to claim it. Oh, uh, yes. Great. In continuity, Pete is the son of Alex. And we got one last one here uh, that we'll wrap up on this Pete-centric audience questions. This is from Joe Lee again. When will hashtag Pete the Poodle return? Uh, great question. Well, I know we talked about um, Pete as um, sort of on a uh, escaping adventure, but my money's on him heading back out with his uh, poodle friends. Uh, there, was as definitely, you may... there was definitely some recent podcast where Pete the Poodle came up. I'm completely blanking on where it was. Um, yes. Uh, I don't remember either, but it, w- it was oh, it was when Pete, uh, we established Pete as a cat daddy and his <laughs> uh, role as t- dressing up as, as a cat. Uh so he's out there in the world. And for those of you that don't know, Pete, um, our third co-host, I don't know if we've introduced too much or talked much about him in this episode, but he is uh, spent a lot of, many years as a human sexual dog, um, mm-hmm. which was cataloged in the TV show Preacher, which we reviewed in our podcast Preacher. Right. That wasn't in the original show, but they came to Pete and they said, hey, Pete, we want to buy your life experiences, your true yes. life experiences exactly. as a human sexual dog. And put them into the show. And Pete said, don't mind if I do. Which is, it was his actual catchphrase when he was the human <laughs> sexual dog. was, don't mind if I do. And boy, did he. Uh, I'm sure Pete will love hearing this in the near future. Um, but I mean, he, you got to be yourself, Pete. Cheers to that. 
Uh, last thing I'll say before we wrap up here, shout out to Ian Fiddler over in the YouTube comment comments says first live show, longtime podcast listener, Ian, welcome. Very excited to have you here. Thanks for coming by. And folks, that is it for your audience questions. And now here's something we should have checked beforehand. Yes, we should have, because as we were wrapping up audience questions, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, we did not talk about this part of the show. Nope, uh, sure did it. Which is, this is, of uh, course, trivia. Trivia. Yes. And for that, we're going to turn it over to one of us. Page? <laughs> Be the page. And for trivia, all you need to do is say hand up or me or I want to do it in the comments yes. over here on Crowdcast or YouTube. And Justin and I have planned out trivia questions We've, in advance. Obviously, we're responsible uh, people. Uh, and here's what we're going to do. Um, I have, um, back um, a couple weeks ago, I had to go out of town for the last two weeks, but um, there was a big flood in Brooklyn. Um, if you remember. And um, because of that, uh, some of my comics got flooded and I've been drying them out surrounding me here. So I have comics here. Mm. I'm going to reach for them and I'm going to um, uh, ask a trivia question based on whatever comic I grab and whatever page I turn to. Oh, nice. So just say hand up or me or something like that. Now, are you going to do any sort of tribute to something that'll make us really sad? Like the third answers are all a Norm MacDonald movie or something? No, <laughs> Alex, no. No? I mean, I rarely use the phrase too soon, but that is too soon. That is <laughs> yes, 100%. Oh, Edward Doherty says hand up. Let's welcome nice. him into the stream. Right. Here to answer some questions. And uh, Justin... I think once he comes in, I'm going to let you take it away. Hello, Edward. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, great. Uh, this is... I'm going to hold up a comic and ask you a, a difficult trivia question about it. This is a cover of a comic. Name that comic. Name that comic. So I know Ooh. the answer... The, what are my options? Uh, the, the sort of the part where you have to guess. So you have three guesses, uh, multiple choice. Um, this is either um, The Avengers, A, uh, B, Runaways, or C, Norm McDonald. Jack, Jack Warden. <laughs> Jack Warden. Jack Warden. Oh, uh, okay, B. You're going to go with B, Runaways. That is correct. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, let's see. But some of these comics are flood damaged. You know, that's what happens when you live in, in New York City. It's uh, uh, a backing board. Great. Oh, this one. Um, this comic book. Edward's still here. This comic book um, is old. <laughs> uh, how old is this comic? Um, your uh, your answer options are a. Uh, this is from the year 2003. B, 1993. Or C, Norm McDonald. John C. Oh. McGinley. John C. John McGinley. C. McGinley. John C. McGinley. Again, this is Cyber Force oh, number three. The original run. That is correct. It is B, 1993. Uh, this is a comic I have. Wow. Can you believe that? This is a comic I have. That's old. I don't know why. A real bunch of I old image comics in this pile. Um, oh, great. Here we go. This, um, this is a magazine. 
called Time Out. <laughs> um, my question is, why do I have this? Why do I have this? Oh, I, I can I can venture a guess, but oh, you want to yeah? give us multiple choice? Oh, no. Uh, if you have a guess, I actually don't know why. <laughs> You're probably listed in it for a show? Is it I B? Must... It's B. The answer is B. I must be Wait, listed the, in this. The C answer was Bradley Whitford. Okay, go ahead. Yes, C, Bradley Webber. The answer is B. I must be listed in here for a comedy show I was doing. I must be listed uh, in here from a comedy. That is correct. Edward Doherty, wow. you have won. Congratulations. Trivia. You've got a $25 gift card from Midtown Comics. Shoot us an email at comicbookclublive at gmail.com, and we will get I, I will just to... say, yeah. Pete is normally a little more organized. Wow. <laughs> Let me say, only well, a little, though. Well, only a little more organized, yeah, right? Yeah, only a little. Only a little. <laughs> you know what Edward. it is? Check it out. I figured it out. Oh, there we go. It's a listing it's for boys. Comic Book Club. Comic Book Club, oh. our young selves. Look at Alex. Doesn't look any different. Uh, Pete, remember him? Look, it's basically like Pete's here. <laughs> hey, I like, I hate Spider-Man. And then your boy Justin right there. <laughs> Amazing. Edward, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations. Okay. See ya. Uh, and the uh, the third answers were all people from a bunch of different Norm MacDonald movies. I was clicking <laughs> through IMDb because wow. he's done a lot of great movies. Great. Uh, let me read this review of us real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this, this issue of Time Out came out in, uh, I don't know, a long time ago. <laughs> can't even find a year no one knew timeout would ever be kept by anyone this is from 2012 and it reads after five years of consistent weekly shows at the people's improv theater the trio behind comic book club us have had their shows picked up by chris hardwick's new nerdist youtube channel and moved their live show to pianos and joining nerdist other contributing geeks weird al yankovic <laughs> the guys will not only be pulling in page views but nabbing great guests for the weekly taping oh. Those were the times. Remember, that was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it is very weird to hear a thing like after five years when it has been another 10 years. But that's right. They were like, look, these guys are established. And now 10 years have since passed. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make us more or less established at this point? We are firmly established, <laughs> brother. Brother, we are established. Nice. All right, folks, as we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day, unless you're DC Comics, in which case things are just coming out willy-nilly. But, Justin, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to uh, check out tomorrow? Great question, Alex. I'm excited for um, the issue of Fantastic Four that is coming out tomorrow. I believe it's issue 36, I want to say. 36. Eight, maybe? No, 35. 35. Uh, Fantastic Four 35. Um, it's a big anniversary issue. Um, a big story. Uh, Dan Slott has been taking his very particular love of the Marvel Universe, which I think is getting more and more rare out there these days. Um, the true reverence for specifically the Marvel comic universe. Um, he's been writing Fantastic Four for a while. And this looks like it's a big, big, long retrospective on sort of the history of the Fantastic Four. And I'm very excited. He has he is a master of deep continuity nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to check it out. Me too. A couple of ones that I want to call out. I am very interested to see how Rorschach ties up in Rorschach number 12 from DC Comics. That should be very interesting. But another one I'm always excited for just based on how 
weird and out there it is every single time is Man Eaters the Cursed from Dark Horse mm. Comics. And tomorrow's issue takes the form of a magazine set in the world of Man Eaters the Cursed, which. Yes. Great. Just great, weird, funny stuff. Very, very good. Um, and folks, I think that is it for this week's show. That's the show, folks. That's the show, folks. Uh, a couple of people want to thank, before we go, we want to thank Scott Sakarian and Don Jeans for coming on. Next week, we're going to have a big show for you guys. Tony Fleeks from Stray Dogs, one of our favorite books of the past yes. year, is going to be here to talk about the new collection. It was a very terrifying, but very awesome book. One of also, the, our favorite, but also scariest books of the year. Yes. Patrick Kindlin and Marco Ferrari are going to be here to talk about Frontiersman, a new highly anticipated image comics book, so that should be a lot of fun. And there's a couple of podcasts we need to plug. Lock and Key yes. Unlocked, our Lock and Key podcast. We hopped on and did a breakdown of the Season 2 teaser trailer today, so that's coming back in October. Why the Cast Man? Our Why, Why the, the Last Man? Man? Our Why the Last Man podcast is now live with three episodes in all of your feeds so check it out at why the cast man marvel vision our marvel podcast every week we're breaking down what if so you can check that out on wednesday's Fresh riverdale what if coming tomorrow riverdale after dark wednesday nights that is also fresh riverdale this week star guys our star girl podcast is every tuesday night very soon after this taping patreon.com slash comic book club to support this show iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe, follow and listen reminder, leave us a question in the iTunes reviews we'd love to ask them uh, answer them on the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter Comic Book Club Live on Instagram ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more Good night! Good night guys! At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.